Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who went to Duke, was the number one pick of the NBA draft. They were the NBA Rookie of the Year. Okay. All NBA third team, NBA All-Star MVP, four-time NBA All-Star, and NBA champion, but they still believe the earth is flat. <laughs> okay. And this is Jaren. And this is TJ, this, and I know this is Jerry exactly Columbus. where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly where you're going with this. I was actually, there was a meme that came out that talked about it, and I was actually going to send it to you because it touched on something that we had talked about. Yeah. Actually, actually, it was a couple of days ago. It was like three things that I saw that morning that it touched on things that we had potentially talked about, and uh, or not potentially, that we talked about as potential topics. And I'm like, look at all this coming. I should send all this shit right to him and tell him I told you this was going to be a good topic. <laughs> yeah. So your boy, Kyrie Irving, he joins the ranks of celebrities who believes the earth is flat. So people like Tila Tequila, who's not the smartest person. And no, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't take I wouldn't take anything from her. And uh, B.O.B., um, who gained fame from being cool with uh, Bruno Mars. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, he believes the earth is flat. And uh, so now we got uh, Kyrie Irving, who, uh, <laughs> I mean, he went to Duke. He he did his one year. He went year. to Duke. He, he did his one year and bounced and went to the NBA. So he didn't really learn nothing. He just oh, went okay. just to play so, basketball. Yeah, yeah. So he's not considered really a Duke alumni. No, Because he didn't graduate from Duke. Okay. It would have been different because we were talking Grand Hill. I'd be like, yo, he went to Duke, bro. He must know something that we don't know. Right, right. Yeah, it was Grant Hill. I think he did all his years, right? Yeah, he did all his years, man. Yeah. He's a smart individual. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this dude believes the earth is flat. I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't get why people keep coming up with this. I don't know if it's in a moment of being under the influence or what it is, but, yeah, they believe the earth is flat. I know exactly what it is, man. I think all of this talk about how we need to stay woke I think people are being too woke and they're taking any old conspiracy theorist who has a few videos on YouTube, who has a few questions that they haven't answered or haven't been able to get answers for. And now the earth is flat. I, I mean, think that's exactly where th- this stems from. There there are pictures of the earth from outer space. Like, Don't trust them. Pi- I've I seen a lot whole, of things. The whole bro. world is in on it, though? No, like seen, other countries? I've seen a lot of things, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things that the world put together, bro. <laughs> like other countries are in on this. I mean, NASA says the Earth is round. I mean, there's pretty simple. Hey, believe what you want, <laughs> but I'm woke, bro. I'm woke. <laughs> like, okay, so where's the end of the Earth then? Like, why don't people fall off? How come nobody's falling off the Earth yet? Because it just goes that far, man. Like, it's the horizon. You never made it to the horizon. That's the thing. See, Earth is bigger than what we think it is. That's, how about, that's what you don't understand. How about the fact that people can, like, go flying two separate directions and end up in the same place? Hey, man. I've never seen it with my own eyes. You know what I'm saying? You can believe what you want. I've never seen two airplanes meet. You know what I'm talking about? Show me a picture of that, though. Where the pictures of that at? All right. Yeah, well, it, it it it's real, but like I said, maybe they they're, they're drunk or under the influence when they put out these claims. I don't know. Um, what I do know is I definitely experienced uh, 
quite a bit of influence this weekend. Uh, you this was, week, you was you was intoxicated, bro. Um, at the very least. <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> so you was be, you was beyond intoxicated then. At very least, you was intoxicated, huh? Yeah, I was all of the above. Okay, um, that's what it is. Yeah. So. The weekend started. We were supposed to, uh, Sarah and I were supposed to go to see 8-Ball and MJG. They were here. Nice. They were here. That sounds safe, but go ahead. I mean, (laughs) they're not who they used to be, though. It was a Jack Daniels event. So you had the RSVP. Ah, got it. You had to do all this stuff. You know, it really, it wasn't going to be that kind of crowd, I don't think. Right. It was more corporate than street, in other words. Um, I I guess as corporate as (laughs) 8-Ball and MJG could be. Yeah, I'm saying that the, the, if we had to lean one way, it was more corporate than street. Yeah, I think venue. so. You had you had to RSVP to it. Yeah, and people, right? I, people I've never get, seen the street RSVP. Yeah, and people get all dressed up and all of that stuff, and and then they were like turning people away. They said like the line was like super long. Uh, anyway, Sarah ended up having to work late, and so we ended up not going. Um, her roommate tried to go, and she, like I said, they said the line was super long. Uh, like people were waiting in line for hours, so they ended up not going. So, I was kind of winding down for the night, and then Sarah, we were just, like, chit-chatting about winding down, and then all of a sudden, it was like, okay, we're going to the Webby concert. <laughs> and I'm like, Webby? And I don't expect anybody to know who Webby is. Um, I mean, I guess some of the people do, but I certainly didn't. I mean, I knew a, I knew a little bit. You ain't bit. no little Webby? I mean, I knew, I knew he had that one song. That independent song and yeah, he was kicking it with Boosie, little Boosie. Yeah, I knew he was like one of his underlings or something like that, but I wasn't really a fan at all. And so I was that like, sounds, "That sounds dangerous for real, though." <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't like a real concert; it was a club um, performance. Yeah, so yeah, dangerous about, scale is still up. Yeah, yeah, red flags. You know, people always getting shot up in clubs and. So I was like, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> so, because <laughs> you like to live dangerously, right? Evil Knievel. Yeah, I figured it might be good for the show, good for the culture. Okay, uh, that's why. That's why I do these things is for the culture and for the right. show. Right, you did it for the show. Hey, listeners, Jaron did this for you. He almost took a bullet in the ass for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so. It was so typical. Like, so I, I go. We get there. Park around the corner. Um, we're walking and then all of a sudden Sarah's like oh I think I dropped my ID and my credit card and I'm sitting there like how the hell do you do that <laughs> like what kind of shit like you always hear about like like the little drunk party kids <laughs> walking around just losing shit like how do you how do you Dude, lose <laughs> I almost choked on my drink right now I was not ready for that dog you can lose man she, okay was it in a wallet was it in a purse was she just holding it in her hand like, that's what I'm saying like how do y'all this happen like what were you doing <laughs> where you just dropped your shit like that and so oh, man. So, so we had to go back and get it so we were right at the door we started walking back and we saw a group of girls walking and she asked them did they see anything they was like nah and uh, we kept walking and we saw her ID like land like on one of those grates on the street like it Uh was just like a millimeter from falling in so we got her id still didn't see her uh, her card but we just charged that to the game but what that Uh meant what that meant was because i didn't really want to go she was willing to pay for it but i didn't really want to go 
And so what that meant was she didn't have any money. I had to front the money to get into the club to see right. what you had to front. Yeah, you had to front the money to go to a a, a club concert that you really didn't want to go to anyway. Right. So <laughs> how much? Let's let's see. How much do you think a ticket to see Webby would cost? Fifteen to twenty at not a club. A more. Fifteen to twenty. Fifteen not to a twenty. Dollar not more. a dollar more. Um, Webby, it's Webby. Not a dollar more. So not somebody who is pretty good. Like somebody like like say no nah, well Migos is pretty big now. Give me somebody that's like a step over Webby. All right, Boosie, right? I yep. would expect Boosie to be like thirty five dollars, but okay. Webby fifteen to twenty, not a dollar okay. more. Well, apparently this club felt that Webby was even more uh, legit than Boosie because it cost forty dollars <laughs> a person. That's a robbery, dog. I spent eighty dollars to go see Webby at a club. He's getting paid, bro. So I, we get in there. It's super duper packed, which is good, I guess, for like a single person. Um, me, I, I mean, it was me and Sarah, so it wasn't like I was in there trying to holler at nobody or nothing. But it was packed. It was a lot of people. Um, okay. We met her uh, roommate up there. That's wait, wait, wait. What was the ratio like, though? Because, I mean, I don't know too many girls that dig Webby's music. No. Nah. I know girls like Boosie, but I don't know about Webby. Was nah. there a lot of women there? Oh, yeah. They were in there. Okay. It was a ton. I mean, it was. It seemed to be almost fifty-fifty from what I could tell from the areas that I was standing in. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. If if that, it might have been even more girls, is what I'm thinking actually. More that's women. Okay. And gotcha. so, so we get there. It had to be like twelve thirty by the time we got in there, and they started having. They was playing. First of all, they was, the DJs playing all this music stuff I've never even heard, and I claim to be with the shits. <laughs> And he was playing all kinds of stuff. Everybody else seemed to know it, but I didn't know none of this stuff. Yeah, uh, Sarah, Sarah, you're a mainstream guy for the most part, man. I guess I am. Sarah had even said she didn't know some of that stuff, but um, he played all this stuff. Then they kept bringing on these little local acts, and they were so bad they started getting booed. Like nobody wow, was, was dancing really that to bad. They just wanted to see Webby. Everybody spent forty dollars. Nobody wanted to see these. Oh yeah, that's true. These that's local true. cats. That's true. Walking in with a CD to give to the DJ. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> so it had to be almost ten of these guys that they played, and then finally, Webby comes up. All right, now wait. For forty dollars, Webby better had done three hours. Right. At least three hours. Right, forty dollars for Webby. Yeah, he he needed to be performing for three hours. Right, we should have been in there until six o'clock. <laughs> well, he comes up at two thirty, does about in the morning. A, in two thirty in the freaking morning, does like a twenty minute set and bounces. There was only two songs I recognized from him, but. He did his, his his he did about eight songs. He didn't even do all of them. I mean, he didn't even do all the song. You know, he just did like a verse or two from each one and bounced. You now, know what they say? They say the life of a, a hip hop artist ain't the way to go. But I see why people aspire to at least try it. Because when you get to the point, you don't have to be Jay-Z or Nas or like the best. But if you get a following of people that are pay $40 for you to spend 30 minutes of your time and you walk away with $5,000, that is the lick, bro. That's yeah. the lick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And then he got to take girls home with him, I'm sure, because he was pulling girls up on stage. One girl he pulled up, she was very average. She wasn't like, the girls he was pulling up on stage, none of them were like Instagram model good. They were very average looking. One girl got up and her uh, titty was hanging out the whole time. And she was just up there dancing around. Like, I don't know. her boob out. Yeah, I don't. I mean, she was in the front row. I mean, she obviously wanted to see and interact with Webby, but. Oh, that's the way to do it. She got on the stage and, like, was just kind of lost herself. Yeah, uh, mission accomplished. She won. (laughs) So here's the interesting thing, though. Because, like I said, this is for the podcast, right? So I'm normally not the type to go out and especially go to clubs, especially nothing like that. Like, that was definitely out of my element. I wouldn't want to go there. I felt like I needed my gun. Speaking of guns, when they gave me the pat-down, worst pat-down ever. I could have snuck in, like, a whole drink. Anything. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So You would have had a a Draco under your armpit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or just on my back pocket or something because he he, the pat-down was horrible, right? And it was just the one guy who pat me down. You know, there wasn't any electric uh, or metal detectors. No metal detectors, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so normally I'm out of my element. I hate being around that many people. It was packed in there. I mean, it was definitely over the uh, fire code. You yeah. know, but club events, they don't care about this stuff. And so they just care about making that money. And so yeah, it's all fun and games until shit goes down. Somebody gets shot, stampede happens, people get run right. over. Nobody gets shot, people got run over, and they died. Now you got to shut the club down. Yeah, go ahead. It's worth it until that happens, which it always does. <laughs> Eventually, it, is, it happens to every club. Right. And so right. statistically, but but back in my younger day when I did used to go to these clubs and when I used to go to stuff for like photography events or industry events where I felt like I had to go, um, it was. Well, this this weekend was different. I felt like it might have been a little different because I think the main thing was I was there with people who wanted to be there and wanted to have fun. Like, I remember going, and I think just the agenda was different. Like, so in college, I would go with the thought of, okay, I'm going to be seen. You know, I might see a girl I like or a girl I'm digging. You know, it's just me and and, and my guys and everybody trying to be hard it was a lot different than that you know because a i was with my girl yep wasn't trying to be hard at all didn't care about none of that stuff as a matter of fact i was on 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 red alert you know just making sure nothing jumped off and i couldn't protect myself and then you know it was sarah and her roommate and they were you know there to have fun and so it was just a whole different experience going to that and just and I guess just being open to having fun because normally when I would go to that stuff it was like a business or I just was just kind of kind of stiff feeling but you know I let my hair down and danced around a little and all that good stuff so you let your hair down her roommate <laughs> her roommate was there she was super drunk ready to fight everybody that walked by because we were in the equivalent, you know, standard room. So we were in the equivalent of probably like the fourth or fifth row. And so she felt like every girl that tried to walk by was trying to get in front of her. And so she was like, oh, no, no, no. It's those types that's dangerous, bro. Those types are dangerous to be around. Yeah. And this one dude, this one girl, she was ready, like, to clap back, though. This one tall chick, and she was with her dude. 
her dude had like a whole grill but he was kind of skinny i was ready to sneak him though if i had to right right if you needed to yeah yo real quick i actually have a, a a really quick story that's similar to that in the sense that we went to a club i was with some family members one of the family members was a was a friend of the family really close friend of the family to where he was like a family member of the family so i guess he's more of an extended family but i didn't know him like that right we were out there with him a couple of my cousins his girl my homeboy youngin is with us and i hope i'm telling this story all the way right but i remember this specifically she was a loud firecracker. This chick was skinny and she was I mean, I brought I brought up her stature because for her to be such I a said firecracker. That matters. That matters with <laughs> in a story <laughs> you know like this, that definitely matters. Yeah, for her to be such a firecracker trying to clap at people is you you shouldn't be trying to do this. You don't have the frame. You don't have the training. She's not an MMA fighter. She's not a boxer. She's just a loud mouth. And she went and started some shit with some people. And all I heard was, yeah, my man over there, his cousin's here and everything. They're going to whoop y'all ass. And I'm looking around like, who she talking about? I ain't got nothing to do with that. I was like, yo, cuz you need to go handle your girlfriend, bro. Because... <laughs> I'm not I'm not fighting for her. You know what I'm see, saying? See, and that's the thing. So with this story, Sarah's roommate, she's not she's not a big girl at all, but she's first of all, she's like I think in the army reserves or something. Yeah, that don't mean much. She but she's in some <laughs> branch in the military. Yeah. But, um, okay. But she also has some size and some weight on her. So most of the people she would have bumped into were the tiny girls. That you know, they was like, you know, you too big to be fighting out in here. You know, it's not worth it. So, <laughs> so anyway, we ended up not fighting anybody, and um, we made it out uh, alive. Right, made you it didn't out get the shot. Concert. I didn't enjoy it. I would, I would give his um, performance um, probably like a two out of ten. I mean, he got there late, didn't perform a lot. The stage was all you know packed with people, and it just wasn't entertaining to me like even even if i wasn't a webby fan i should have still been able to enjoy a performance i could i would have still been able exactly. to say it was a good performance it really wasn't though right like you should be able to enjoy the energy from the show yeah. and from the crowd and just the energy he's giving off is being reciprocated by the right, crowd. So. right now this one girl this one girl that was next to us like she i don't know she was really like I'm assuming she was probably drunk, but every song that came on was her jam, and she was like flailing her arms around and hitting me in the head and stuff, and like that stuff, that kind of stuff was happening. Like people will bump you and kind of smack you when they dance and stuff, and you kind of just have to let it go because it's just, you know, so packed in there. You know, you, you know, what? You I'm know, usually you conflicted. Know, you know, they didn't mean, you know, they didn't mean any disrespect. You know, it's cool. I'm usually conflicted at these events, right? Because you want to get fresh, right? You want to look your best. You want people to see your fit. You want to look good for your girl. You want to do all of that, right? But you know you're going to be in a standing room area that's packed. So there's no way you're going to wear your best shoes. Because if you wear your best shoes and they get trampled on, you're going to be ready to fight. You're going to be ready to hurt somebody. Or somebody walking around spilling and they spill a drink on your $80 shirt or your $150 shirt. Right. You're going to be super pissed. So I'm usually conflicted at these kind of events because how am I supposed to dress? I guess you I, you can't get as fresh as you want to get or you got to wear clothes that you thought is pretty fresh, but you don't mind getting, you know, screwed up, having the opportunity to get screwed up. Right. 
Yeah, that's pretty much so. what I had on because I actually just had on the same stuff I had on at work because we didn't plan on okay. going out at all. So <laughs> no, because it was Webby, <laughs> and because it was Webby, right? Because it was Webby. <laughs> but it was one of those places they let you wear hats and stuff. I mean it. I mean, I yeah. definitely thought somebody was going to get yeah, shot that's out not there. A, that's not a good sign, bro. Like, if you if you can wear hats, jerseys, T-shirts, sneakers, it's probably <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the danger level goes up at least by three, four points. Right. So Just off of that lack of having a dress code for those items. Right. So that was Friday going into Saturday. Didn't plan oh, man, on doing this. You had a this. hell of a weekend. We, yeah, huh? yeah. We we didn't plan on doing this because Saturday we uh, were supposed to be doing like a Mardi Gras party. It's okay. Ma- they celebrate Mardi Gras in St. Louis. So that's the second biggest Mardi Gras ce- celebration, you know, behind New, uh, New Orleans. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was. Because, I thought it was Biloxi, Mississippi. That's probably a lie. No. Nah, well, because, Biloxi. That is because St. Louis is a uh, you know a French city, I guess. And I is it probably yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so we just got more people too. I'm then Biloxi, so I'm sure that's probably yep. why we beat them out. But so um, Sarah and her roommates they had planned to have a Mardi Gras breakfast. Yeah. So at this breakfast, we were supposed to eat a little bit, drink, kind of pregame for the Mardi Gras parade. Which I've never, you know, drank in the daytime like that. But I was with it. I was game. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, five for, o'clock somewhere, bro. <laughs> it was for the culture. It was for the podcast. I was with it, right? So uh, we get, it, but we didn't get to sleep until like four o'clock from the Webby concert, and she was like, "Wake me up at seven. Like, damn, three hours. Whoa. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> the people you gonna drink on top of that? Yeah, it was people. Well, she was already drunk, and so it was probably like I think people were supposed to say I came at eight o'clock, and so they did start getting there too. But anyway, so I walked them up at seven. I went back to sleep, and then I probably woke back up at like eight thirty and went down to the room, you know, to the kitchen and stuff where everybody was. And I was greeted there immediately with a fireball shot. Dog, no yeah. breakfast, no nothing, just fireball. Yeah. Like, yeah, just go straight I don't into know, it. Man. We too old for that now, bro. <laughs> just go straight to it, man. Every shot, uh, and then every time somebody walked in, like we took a shot. <laughs> That's stupid. So you I was know like, why? that's like that's like reverse because the people that are there the longest are gonna get drunk, but the yeah. newbies that are coming in, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be sober. It should be backwards. It should be the other way. It should be if you when you get there, however many people are there, that's how many shots you gotta take. <laughs> That'll urge everybody to get there on time. Right. Well, it, uh, to be honest, my goal was to kind of like get drunk to the point to where I couldn't even judge anything. Because okay. uh, because Sarah's roommate kept at telling me like I'm gonna apologize to you now for how things are gonna be this weekend, you know about how they were gonna be acting or whatever. I'm like you know it's cool. Like I'm gonna be drunk enough to where I can't even judge anything that happened. So okay, like that's fine. That's so fair. She knew what was up, so she was encouraging me to do shots and stuff. Um, so by ten o'clock, I probably already had like eight shots. <laughs> huh. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess I have, like, a high tolerance because I wasn't feeling anything. And so... Well, you tell yourself you wasn't feeling anything. I Nobody felt feels drunk. I felt decent. And then okay. and then I got we got to the Mardi Gras area. We were, like, two miles away from the actual parade, so we had to walk, like, two miles just to get there. This That's is just not that so far, packed. though. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, it's packed. Two miles ain't that bad. 
I mean, and and just regular walking, it isn't. But then you're talking about being drunk, being all other kinds of things that were flowing in the air. Like, it's kind of some ways. But it was cool. The walk down was cool. There's a walk back that was a pain, but I'll get back to that. Okay. So, anyway, we get down there. I mean, it has to be like 100,000 white people there and like 40 black people. And, like, <laughs> and 20 of them was with your group right <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool though man I mean they they would have like more free fireball shots you know just out there I guess fireball is like the official drink of the Mardi Gras oh really I didn't know that yeah yeah it's, it was pretty decent like everybody was like oh this is nasty but I'm not that much of a drinker but like it had like that cinnamon Flavor to yeah, it. cinnamon flavor. It's yeah. cinnamon flavor shot, and and the uh, is it thirty five percent? Is it twenty five or thirty five percent? It might be thirty five percent. It was good but to me. It's, it's lower. Yeah, it's it's lower. It, it was, might be twenty five. It was good. Go ahead. It was good to me, but um, again, I normally don't like being in big groups and big crowds like that. But decided to let my hair down. This is for the culture. This is for the podcast. So, I was drinking. I was drinking whatever people handed me. Somebody had a water bottle that looked like water, but it was like some kind of oh, mixture wait. of something. Drank that. Don't they had that shit. They had this hurricane that tasted like nothing, but that kind of crept up on me. And before I knew it, I was kind of like I would have definitely failed a, a field sobriety test. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your first time like getting drunk for real? Um, nah, maybe not not the first time, but to get drunk intentionally for an event like that, that was probably the first time. I mean, so was that was that your highest level of drunkardness? Would you I say? don't think so. Uh, okay. I don't know. It could have been. It could have been because, I mean, we was walking around. I was smoking a cigar. I was smoking a couple of cigars. And it was just so much happening. And it was daytime, though, you know, so it was kind of weird. And I don't yeah, know. That's, that's off. And it everybody off. else, everybody else there is drunk. So I don't know if I was moving weird or if they were moving weird. You know, it's just it was just hard. Like I said, I didn't want to be able to judge anything, and I got close to being it, being there. Okay. So, um, so the actual Mardi Gras was cool. We found a little spot where they was playing hip hop music, so we just kind of stood around there and party. Then we had to make that two mile trek back, and and going back, everybody had split up, and people was walking at different paces. We were walking uphill half the time. It was just pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Like the way back, it was horrible because the going going in, everybody's all excited, ah, Mardi Gras, you know, and but going back, and once it's all done and everybody's just ready to go. You know, it was a yeah, lot different. That trip back is forever. Right. <laughs> So we get we get back to the house. Um, I went to sleep. That's what I thought. That's what I was told everybody's going to do is go to sleep. But they kind of st- stayed up. People kept waking so what, what me up. What time is this now? Because this is probably like three or four o'clock. We left at around eleven, so we were out there for like four, four or five hours maybe. Nice. And uh, I came in and went to sleep. People kept waking me up, saying, "Oh, they they drinking, they doing this, they doing that." I kept jumping up and partaking and going back up, you know, to sleep. And so finally it was like, okay, they want to go to, uh, we ate at some point too. And they was like, oh, we want to go to the casino. So nine o'clock or something like that, we went to the casino. We went and got these daiquiris and stuff. I mean, it was just a lot of alcohol. It wasn't good for my liver at all. 
But gotcha, gotcha. But by the end, like uh, Sarah's roommate, she was drunk for the past forty eight hours. She was by that time was ready to fight her own boyfriend, and <laughs> <laughs> it was like we're in the car driving home, and they like Bobby and Whitney in the back seat, or I can see they're in the back seat. Almost, they didn't. They didn't come to fisticuffs, but they were just arguing. He was oh, like, okay. he, he was just, he was just like, he wasn't really good that gone. He was just like, man, you just drunk, just chill out. And she's like, no, I'm not drunk. You always doing this, you know. It was just, it was just bad, but I told you, drunk people are never drunk, bro. You never, ever, ever drunk. Nobody wants to admit when they reach their limit. But she was the real it's MVP. Funny how that worked. She's a real MVP because again, she's she had been drunk for the past forty eight hours, so. Was, okay. She she had to have fun, but that's my weekend, that's cool. man. Mardi Gras. Uh, it was just crazy. Everything this weekend was just crazy. It was a good time. Nice experience. That sounds like fun, man. And so, oh, and and, and so I went to sleep. And of course, no no night is complete without this happening. There were gunshots somewhere in the, in the neighborhood. <laughs> I heard about four gunshots. Did the ambulance come? I don't know. I just went back to sleep. I didn't even. Oh, okay. I was about to say because they didn't hit anybody. Yeah, it's so. Speaking of people not hitting anybody, did you see that that uh, that that rapper Young Dolph supposedly got shot at in Charlotte yesterday? Oh no, I didn't hear about that. Well, supposedly he was in a bulletproof SUV and somebody or some group of people let off a hundred rounds at him. Over a hundred rounds. Breach. So. The people that are around that were getting interviewed said that it was gunshots for four to five minutes. So I was at first I was thinking, okay, they got something like automatic out there, <laughs> you know. So, you know, was uh, it uh, was it Young Jocks? Who was it? Young Jocks people? Who was that other Memphis cat that he's beefing with? Oh, Yo uh, Gotti? No, and yo, yeah, no, 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 yeah, but it's Young Gotti's Yo Gotti. Oh, Black Gangster, Black Youngster. No, young. no, Young Dolph is uh, beefing with like. Some Memphis rapper. Yeah, with Yo Gotti, who is oh, okay. the pro and and young black youngster, young gangster, whatever his name is. Black Dang, gangster. I sound old, bro. <laughs> I sound old. But uh, there is really the 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 two underlings are beefing, and Gotti is in it because mm-hmm. of the underlings. But anyway, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, guy gets his car shot at over a hundred times. People yelling publicity stunt because who sits there and lets their car get shot a hundred times? But I guess if you if know you your traffic car is or something, yeah. But I guess I guess if you know your car is bulletproof, like, Man, maybe it's safer not to. I don't really think it's really bulletproof. I think it's just bullet resistant. They say bulletproof, bro. I mean, a hundred shots. I know they're not. They're not, they not built to take a hundred shots. I know when we talking about iPhones, there's a big difference between waterproof and water resistant. When you get your Apple Watch, the Series One is is water resistant. The Series Two is waterproof, up to 150 feet. Right. You know, but uh, they say bulletproof vest, not bullet resistant vest. Bulletproof SUV. Well, that's only to a certain tolerance. I mean, if you're shooting 100 rounds, I mean, I'm assuming they have some type of 223 shooting gun. Yeah, well, maybe know. the thing is lined. Maybe the thing is lined with diamonds, and uh, you need <laughs> diamond bullets to go through. <laughs> so, so do you? Uh, you do you? Do you think um, that these guys doing the shooting were um, probably shooting guns as kids? 
Probably. If you, you can think stand so? there, if you can stand there and shoot a hundred rounds and not be afraid that the police are coming, like how <laughs> people are saying that they were shooting for four to five minutes. And so that means you're not shooting no Tommy gun. <laughs> you're not shooting no <laughs> You're not shooting nothing that's like got a hundred round drum to it. And you all they got did your Draco with you. All they did was give give him something to rap about now. Oh yeah, that's why people saying they think it was publicity because now he'll have something to rap about for the next thirty albums. Right? <laughs> you tried no. to kill me, but I didn't die. But I asked about the kid thing though, is because I was having this conversation. I've been having a conversation with a few different people recently, a few different friends about letting their kids play with toy guns. Okay. And I don't know what the thing is. You know, I know a lot of people are kind of split on this. Uh, I know personally. When I was a kid, I used to play a ton of gun games. Yep. Like I always had toy guns. I remember my father watching um, like Platoon and Full Metal Jacket, and I would sit there and watch it. And all kinds of just rated R movies with people getting shot up. And yeah, that definitely encouraged me to have like want to play with guns, as far as toy guns. But okay. it, but. Um, I don't know. I think I feel like it made my childhood. You know all my friends I, and stuff, we all play with toy guns and stuff. I think I think um, I'm noticing the difference already. So does your does your dad mind guns? Does he like guns? Does he hate guns? What's your dad's view on guns? My or dad at that time. My dad was in the army, um, and he still loves guns to this day. Not that he was in the army, and that's why he loves guns. But he, I mean, he wasn't. He was cool with guns because I guess he was in the army, and. Gotcha. Um, and then then he was cool with guns and I know even today he's always looking for some excuse to show me his newest gun. So <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. So, All yeah, right, well I lived with my mom growing up and my mom wasn't in the military. She didn't really care from for guns. She lived a street lifestyle. She got away from that and uh and as a kid, I remember at for a little while I was able to play with toy guns i remember having a couple cap guns but by the time my younger brother turned about the age that he would want one they just weren't allowed no more to the point where there was no we couldn't have cap guns and quiet as his cap, i don't think we even own water guns bro like so see. so you didn't we didn't have like- a super soaker we didn't have a suit. We didn't. We never owned a super See, soaker. We I don't even heavy. think we had water. Our whole guns. block, a whole block, was heavy into super soakers. I had friends who had them, and we used to play with theirs. But I don't think that we had nah. super soakers. Somebody, somebody got a super soaker fifty. Somebody, I mean, somebody had to get the seventy five. Then somebody had to get the hundred. Then somebody had to get the two hundred. It was to the point. I remember like Brian had his hundred, and then my other friend James, he came back. And he had the whole backpack. <laughs> you know, yeah, the tank, the yeah, tank, the on, tank the on the back. Like it Yo. never stopped, dog. We had to keep upstaging each other. So that was, I mean, that was just the culture over, over there, though. Like yeah. kids playing guns, you know, pl- cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians. Like we used to do all of that. But yeah. I know, like, it's, but back to my particular household, my father definitely encouraged that type of thing. He always bought me little army men and cowboy Indian little plastic figurine things. And I used to just be sitting there acting like, you know, they all shooting at each other and stuff. Nah, I remember specifically there was a time when we had cap guns, that I had a cap gun, and we used to get extra caps, and that used to be cool. Used to have to smoke 
coming from it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? After you bust your cap. <laughs> and uh, by the time my brother, my little brother got of age, we weren't allowed to have that stuff no more, man. I don't know if something like changed in the times or maybe she just got around other parents that were like, what you doing? Or right. I don't know what the police was getting wild back then. Because this would have been around the Rodney King era. But I don't remember a lot of young black kids getting shot for having guns. Now, right. nowadays, for sure, like the replica guns, like these guns are like crazy. Oh, by the way, I, I hold on. Let me go back real quick. Let me digress. Uh, BB guns. I really wanted a BB gun because I had a few friends that had BB guns. And that was just out of the question. My mom was like, nope, there's no way. So since I couldn't get a BB gun, we went uh, with my grandma and we got a, a slingshot. And when mm -hmm. I got home, I got in trouble because she she said that I knew that she wouldn't let me get a slingshot. So I shouldn't have conned grandma into getting a slingshot. See. And so I want to say she took it away from me. And I don't think she like gave it back to me until I was like 16. But by that time, so I was like 12 when I tried to get it. And uh, and by the she, I think she wanted to give it back when I was like sixteen. But at that time, I wasn't interested no more. See, we had. Um, I remember getting a BB gun. Like I had a BB gun, and all my cousins and everybody got a BB gun right around the same time. That's probably why I was able to get one. But yeah. I mean, it had to be, you know, eight of us all had BB guns. So we'll be in the backyard shooting at squirrels and stuff, and birds that are flying by and that kind of thing. I was never able to hit none. Plus, my gun's probably so weak, it probably wouldn't have hurt nothing. Right, right. I remember a couple of my cousins. Did it have a CO2 cartridge, or was it a pump action? No, it was just what? a pump. The, my first one was just a pump pump action. Oh, yeah. You ain't um, have enough power to hit and it was just, right? it was just it was just like the one click, and that's it. You know, just to... It's probably spring-loaded, actually. <laughs> you know, but... No, I think it was an airsoft. But uh, my cousins, they had the kind where you could keep cocking it and building up the pressure. Or at least uh, that's what at least that's what we believe. Okay. I'm not sure if it actually did that, but that's what we believe it did. Right, right. And so, no, you cock it again, it gets stronger. Well, it used to get kind of <laughs> harder to cock it though, so I think it was doing something. But um, but they actually were able to hit squirrels and stuff. I remember a couple of them hit birds and squirrels and stuff. But but yeah, man. I mean, and that was down south with the, these cousins and stuff, and in Mississippi. Um, and then even one of my friends in in, in Berkeley had one, but. But I don't know, man. It seems like for me, so with all that said, growing up with guns, with toy guns, I didn't grow up to be a psycho. I never shot up any schools. I don't go around the street shooting up ops or anything. Um, I do enjoy guns as, a, as an adult slightly. I mean, it's not like I got a big collection or anything, but I do okay. definitely believe in people being able to protect their homes and themselves. Right. It's an amendment, bro. <laughs> we should we should be able to have guns to at least protect our homes at very least. Yeah. Because the Constitution says so. That was a rule for America that was made hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So in my situation, I've said it many times on the show, I was in the Marine Corps for five years and I didn't realize that I liked guns until I got into the Marine Corps. Because, again, I didn't really have the opportunity to experience them as a young adult. I didn't have anybody that was close to me, any family members that had guns that taught me about guns. So when I learned about guns in the in rifles in the Marine Corps, it, I found out it was an interest of mine. However, since being discharged, uh, I've lived in California <laughs> And California has a ton of restrictions. It's so lame. They have like s these special lists 
that you you can only get certain guns that are off these lists mm-hmm. and there's just so many rules and restrictions and if mm-hmm. i didn't live in california i would definitely have a lot more guns i do have guns to protect my home just not as many as i would have I, I would probably be a hobbyist i would turn it into a hobby get in different types of guns different right. styles of guns and go to the range with him, like you said. And hell, if I live down south, cats be shooting from the backyard. Backyard, I'll be right? Partaking, <laughs> yeah. I be partaking in that and showing my kids how to operate a gun. <laughs> they do that here too, just in the country. I was working on a on a car with a friend out in the country, and all of a sudden, this neighbor just started busting off shots, like shooting at bottles or something in the next, <laughs> right, right next door. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> that that's that's freedom right there, yeah. bro. Like I feel caged in in my home in California because you don't get those kind of freedoms. California is super liberal, so everybody's feelings is hurt by everything that you do. Plus, it's super populated, so you can't be shooting out the backyard anyway. Very dense, <laughs> very dense cities here. Uh-huh. I'm about to say in the hood they shooting and they don't. You know those laws on the those laws <laughs> on the plot of them. They be out showing their Uzis and AKs on the. On the videos and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, those laws don't apply to them because they are law breakers. They're breaking the law. But that's not and what that, this is about. <laughs> nah, nah. This, that's, that's not where we were going with this. <laughs> but this. So what I was going with this is that um, I had some conversations with a few friends. Um, I guess uh, TJ is being one of them, but it was two other friends who shall remain nameless. Um, but they weren't for their kids playing with guns. Or, well, okay. with toy guns. Um, gotcha. I allow my kids to play with toy guns because they're boys, and I want them to have as close of a childhood to um, as um, I had, which I felt was a good childhood. Lots of fun, running around, doing, uh, you know, going on adventures, riding bikes all over the place, playing with the toy guns with my friends, and just doing all the kind of stuff that kids that I feel that kids are supposed to do. Uh, even um, a year or so ago, I got uh, my oldest son uh, a BB gun, his first BB gun. Got him a Red Rider BB gun for Christmas, just like on a toy on a Christmas story. Okay. So right after, right after, you took um, it right from the movie, huh? Yeah, right after we, right after we watched the movie, I was like, look, and there it was his own, his very own That's Red super Rider dope. BB gun. <laughs> That's super dope. He's living the life of a movie. Check yeah. that out. Um, let me think. How do I feel about that? I don't think that I'm going to get my kids toy guns or allow them to play with toy guns. However, I would be I'm more apt to letting them learn about real guns. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about toy guns, I just think about the recklessness of like you don't really train your kid on how to play with a toy gun. I mean, you could. You definitely could. That could be a starter point to tell them that you you don't point at anything you don't intend to shoot. You know, uh, but then that'll take away from the whole cops and robbers game. So, you know what? That's exactly it. I wouldn't let my kids play with kid guns, because, with toy guns, because and I and I haven't. But it's strictly because it's a, it's allowing and per- perpetuating the recklessness of guns, and they're serious. So I've taken my oldest son. I've taken him to the range after he learned the four safety rules. I made him learn the four safety rules, write the four safety rules a hundred times. And uh, all he wanted to do was just go shoot like Call of Duty. That's all he knew. But uh, I made sure he understood the safety rules. And just in case he goes to a friend's house and there's a gun laying around, he knows what to do. He knows to treat it like it's loaded. So I I feel like, at least I know as a kid, 
I know the difference between a Super Soaker and a 44 Magnum. Like, if I okay. saw a 44 Magnum laying around, I would have known it wasn't a toy. Um, and then, as far as the, the safety rules, so I, I still don't feel like kids will associate a real gun and a toy gun. So, for example, like with the BB gun that I got for my son. Now, with that, he was, what, like 9 or 10 when I got it for him. He was uh, of age to understand, you know, how something could be dangerous. So, I taught him how to handle the BB gun just as if it was, like, a real gun. You know, okay. with bullets. So, finger off the trigger. Keep your finger on the frame. Um you know, don't point it at anything you don't intend to destroy. Mm-hmm. We wore eye protection. I never wore eye protection, but I had them wear eye protection with the BB gun. You know, so we we took very good care, treated it like it was a gun that could really kill somebody. And that's fair. You know, the thing I would be worried about, though, is, all right, so f- super soakers. I'm cool with water guns. The whole intention of the water gun is... That's fair. You can actually play with those and not worry about the recklessness of playing with the gun. But like, say, a BB gun. I don't I don't know where I would take my kid to actually go have fun with the BB gun. He can't play cops and robbers with the BB gun because then he's pointing at well, his we never, and sisters we never, friends. We never did that. Right, right. Or or let's say let's say you're going to go shoot at squirrels. I, the The world you grew up in... In the world now, a kid running around with a BB gun going to look for squirrels is could be a problem unless you're with them. So so <laughs> and this is actually I feel like it'll be a, po- a podcast topic like the whole we talked about this a little bit the other day about how the world isn't the same as it used to be kind of thing. Right. Um, but I'll, I'll save my thoughts on that later until later. But just a preview of that. So. No, I don't feel like the world has changed much because we weren't running the streets of Clarksdale with our BB guns. Or I wasn't running the streets of Berkeley with my BB gun. We were just in the backyard. So it never came out into the front yard. We were just posted up in the backyard waiting for squirrels or something to run across the power lines or something. Okay. And was very cool. was very aware not to point it in a direction to where it would hit somebody's house or anything like that. And we just stayed in our backyards with it. Now, would a neighbor come out and see it? Probably so. But, you know, we were little kids with BB guns. I don't think that'd be respectable, though. If you were still, if you the neighbor came out and saw you in your backyard, that would be respectable. Yeah, that's cool. And that's all it was, you know. And then, you know, sometimes we'd be shooting at targets. But after the targets run out, you know, you're shooting at squirrels and stuff, you know, (laughs) or cans or something. But. but no, we definitely weren't running the streets with BB guns. Okay. So, as far as it so being my, a different my friends time and that stuff, had BB, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, my friends that had BB guns, uh, we were living in an apartment complex at the time. We were staying at Matlin Manor, right off Natural Bridge, and uh, and it's a complex of apartment, you know, of little apartment mm-hmm. homes, if if you, if you will. So it's not apartments in the sense where there's a bunch of high rises. They were townhomes. There you go. Yeah. They were townhouses. So we were in a complex of townhouses, and my friends who had BB guns was running around the complex with their BB guns. And 
back then i guess it wasn't that big of a deal because you knew that was such and such as kid but nowadays people don't talk to each other you don't know who lives next door to you for real you just see a kid walking around pointing a bb gun and shooting shit and so in that sense i think the world has changed a bit if a kid was running around that same complex with a bb gun it probably wouldn't be good somebody would be offended by it which i feel like in that particular type of area it would be warranted since it was just surrounded by apartment um, townhouses so you could easily shoot somebody's window is all directions that were somebody's house so that was kind of reckless to to be running around with a bb gun in that area yeah that's what they were doing we couldn't have one but we ran with the friends who did have them (laughs) so so i have um i have a couple other friends who weren't for their kids playing with um, toy guns. And I noticed, like, they they both also have big problems. And this could be kind of a reach for some people, but this is something they had in common. They, were, they are very afraid, or not very afraid, but they've mentioned before that they didn't want their sons to turn turn out to be gay. Or they have kind of fears of gay or not or uh, they're uncomfortable around gay people and that kind of thing wait wait, wait time out from oh, no. a toy I'm, I'm gun a, i'm gonna connect it i'm gonna connect it give me a second okay please do <laughs> i said i said i said i said this is a stretch i'm gonna connect it though i'm just saying okay. this is something that they have in common and so okay to bring it all together with me <laughs> this is kind of funny but with me like i like i said i used to watch rated r movies people shooting up people every gun battle type movie there was in the 80s and 90s i've seen them all some of my favorite movies were like commando with arnold schwarzenegger and rambo and stuff and there's these guys running around with their shirt off uh shooting these mounted machine guns with one arm you know with one head they just shooting up (laughs) like mowing down entire infantries of, of 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 armies and stuff and so it's so like to me it doesn't get any more masculine other than, you know, like I said, they was running around with their shirts off, sweating and shooting guns, but uh but it man, still was a very it was a very masculine it was a very masculine thing. I mean it takes time to connect dots sometimes, man. Every connect your dot puzzle ain't, you know, just three dots. Well, I'm lost for two minutes. I'm tired of being lost, bro. How does it <laughs> how does that even relate, bro? Okay, so if you want your son if you're afraid of your son turning gay why don't you encourage him to do masculine things such as play gun games, which I feel is the most masculine thing a boy can possibly do play gun games, um, take them to, to go and saw some wood, let them play with a pocket knife, you know, let them be boys because these same people won't let their kids play gun games. They won't, they don't, they don't let them play sports. And, and the two, the two I'm talking about particularly are single mothers who don't have fathers in their kids' lives, but they're also not doing anything to encourage masculinity in their kids. So this is just one other thing that they are, I feel, taking away from their, from their sons. And it's kind of like, I mean, okay, first of all, I don't believe you're going to turn gay. If a kid's going to be gay, if a kid's going to be gay, if a kid's going to become gay or if they're gay, that's just the way it is. But all I'm saying is 
you know, if you want them to be more masculine, if you're um, afraid that they might become gay one day, well, encourage them to do boy stuff. You know what? I think that this is just a symptom of being ignorant uh, of what, how guns work and the outcome of learning what a gun would do. I, like, I think that there's this preconceived notion about what playing what a gun will do in a sense. And there's no education behind it. It'd be different if they had experience with guns and they've seen that, man, all my friends that play with guns, 98% of them are gay guys now, or 98% of them are in jail because they took that affinity for guns and they used it in their adult life to become criminals or something. But just to make that blanket statement, I do feel like that they are just taking away they're just taking away an opportunity for a kid to have fun if that's their only reason you know but whatever the reason is it is what it is the reason like is, you said the reason i just want to make it clear that i don't think that you just they i don't know where they get the the notion that you just wake up and you turn gay because of the activities that you're engaging in like they don't want the kids to, I mean I think we talked about this a little bit but you know they don't want the kids to see somebody being gay on TV or they don't want them to be around real gay people because they feel like that's going to encourage them to be gay now I got a hot story that I could save for another day but there's been a couple of people that I've been around who I never knew was gay until I got older but that didn't oh. make me gay at all yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it didn't encourage me to anything. If anything, uh, the long and short of it is I thought they were just best friends. And I thought right, that's where right. and I thought that's how me and my best friends would be. Now, they, man, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I was just driving to Starbucks or excuse me, I was driving to the bank and I passed the Starbucks and it was a, it was a group of four guys walking and I had this exact thought two of the guys they were walking and one put the arm around the shoulder of the other one and was kind of laughing like trying to cheer him up or something and they were like laughing and he had his arm around him and so my mind was huh are they gay or are they best friends that's a conundrum now and it doesn't matter but a lot of people would assume that you're gay because you got your arm around your boy but you know what Maybe y'all just really good friends and y'all having some type of moment, you know, and uh, people don't think about that. Yeah. And well, I'll tell you who doesn't think about it. A young kid, like a kid that's seven years old or in my case, all the way up into. Man, I might have been driving then. Yeah, I might have been 16 and still wasn't thinking like these people were gay. You know, but being gay wasn't as prevalent or in the open that is it wasn't as prevalent now that it's more open i think seven-year-olds would think more of being gay versus what know. you might have thought of i don't know because it's out there i really because couldn't it's, say it's everywhere you turn it it, it is on tv well my, with and, my own kids i know they don't really trip off of anything like that yeah well i know that i know that my son he was aware of it when he was i mean it didn't take him to be 16 to be aware of it well okay hold on hold on just i was aware of gay stuff but with these particular men that i knew i didn't think they were gay i just thought they were best friends oh well and that's what i'm saying i'm saying now with the with now the education of what being gay is coming at an earlier and earlier age i think that 
people at a younger age will start making decisions or start thinking about whether people are gay or not. Like seeing two people hanging around, your mind goes to, are they gay or not? And it happens to a lot of people. And I don't know why my mind went there at that time. Not that I cared if they were, but I thought it was interesting that it could be taken both ways, especially for guys. Like when you see a girl holding hands with another girl Mm -hmm. or having their arm around another girl, their girl. I mean, you can even say girlfriends, but for men, you can't say that's my boyfriend. Well, okay, you can't say that. So let me tell you my this this particular situation real quick. So I grew up. I grew up um, with one of my best friends, Freddie. I was going to church with him. He had an uncle and a friend. Well, he, they both were called his uncles, first of all. So that was kind of confusing right there. He he called both of them his uncles. I didn't learn until later that they were just. Uh, friends Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so we would go like they would take us um to like uh six flags and stuff together and you know we were always hanging out every sunday and they were just friends to me just like me and freddie were best friends because me and freddie had like similar haircuts and stuff and they had like similar haircuts and they was always kicking and i was like cool this is how we will be when we grow up and we'll still be best friends and so so you're talking about from a time span of being um what from about seventh grade all the way up to senior year so about six years that See, in that, seventh that, grade that, in seventh grade people start making that con- kids are making well, hold that on, connection hold on, hold, on, hold on they're making that connection but what you got to remember i thought they were um related at first i thought they were brothers at first and then later found out oh, okay. they were friends and then gotcha. later found out they were gay gotcha gotcha and even freddie didn't know so growing up with somebody, not ever even thinking about it, not even like I'm speaking from a perspective of not even crossing my mind that these people could have been gay. Now, obviously, during these times, I knew what gay was, but nothing about them said that they were necessarily gay for real. And you know what? That's by design, though, because at that time you couldn't be open and show affection. You've never seen affection between those two guys. But now in present day. Well, they those <laughs> two men, those two men might show affection now or they might keep it to themselves. But if they decided to show a public display of affection, that changes the tables on everything. I think, I think and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it's a difference between the times, because when you were in seventh grade, they would have been uh, definitely looked at differently for showing public affection and especially around the church and all of that. I, I mean, think, even today, I think to the adults. They probably were up on it. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm 100% sure they were. Oh, definitely. We just didn't know because we were just boys who didn't. (laughs) Okay, I'll go back even further. When I was like in the the first grade or so, my uncle came to stay with us. He had a friend. He used to always be over there. Turned out my uncle was gay and that was his boyfriend. I had no clue. I thought they were just best friends because as a small kid, I thought me and my best friend would grow up. We would get married to women and live in the same house together. Right. Because y'all was boys. Because we were boys. Yeah. And so that's how I thought friends were. I thought like, oh, okay, so they're best friends. They they spend a night together. That's that's what best friends do, of course. I mean, what's the big deal about that? That's what best friends do. Yeah. But that's the thing though. And in that wrapped inside of that, you're not knowing they were locked inside of a cage that they couldn't 
tell who they really were. But they were hiding again, who they were. Well, they they might not have, but to me as a kid, I just didn't know. Like my mom, I'm sure knew, but I didn't know just because I was a. a, a but the a minute kid. you would have saw them holding hands or hugging each other, it would have been a different story. Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the parents are up on it. it. I'm saying been. they, they it weren't they weren't showing they weren't showing any affection in front of you. But now in present day where people should be allowed to be themselves and be free and, and, and be who they are, that changes the whole perspective of it all. So all we can do is just try to and see that's that's rough too. How do you what, what when do you start educating your kids on it and how do you talk to them about it and what do you say to them? I mean, the easy thing to say is, well, yeah, you just tell them that there's people, there's men who like women and women who like men and men who like men and women who like women. Or maybe there's not. Easy. Maybe there's not anything you have to tell them. I mean, I think um, if I recall, I want to say on Sesame Street, there may be a same sex couple now. I, I can't, I can't well, recall. People were saying that was Bert and Ernie well, for the longest. Yeah, I, I know. But I think there's there's literally one where like there's like a family and there's like two fathers or something like that. Um, so what I, what I was saying was to say that maybe these things will be so normal that you don't have to explain anything. Maybe gotcha. that, maybe that kindergarten teacher will have, you know, a husband and they come in like, Hey, my husband came and brought us cookies today. And, uh, and it might be so normal to see that, that you won't have to explain anything. Yeah, we'll be we're a long shot away from that. How you know, well, we how, how about, are we a long shot away from that though? Like from no, your kid, we, we, from was, your we was talking kid. about we was talking about racism the other day, and it was a pretty heated conversation. So I'm a, I, I won't bore you? our listeners. Yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah, was yeah, talking yeah, on the phone the other day. Yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, so I won't I won't bore the listeners with that conversation uh, because it came out to be a stalemate still. <laughs> but basically, what we were talking about that's why you don't argue with people. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly why I don't argue. But we're best friends, so we can argue, and it's cool. It's no big deal. But it was different. It was was weird about this conversation we having right now. Is the stance that I had on racism is the stance that you have about being gay, and I and we're opposites now. What is so that? Your, so your stance was I was saying that things over time will get better in the sense that as all of the old races die off mm -hmm. and less and less people are taught about racism, it'll eventually come to a time where racism won't be as recognizable mm -hmm. because people will be okay, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're saying the same thing with being gay. Over time, time will weed out all of the homophobic people that makes being gay so bad because pe kids don't know that being gay is bad until you put that connotation okay so the difference I'm is telling you, hold on the difference is I, I wasn't saying homophobic people at this point i was just saying that it might look normal like your kid could potentially have a preschool teacher or something that is gay and it's not like they gotta hide it so they just their their husband comes in to bring some cookies. I don't know why I keep saying bring cookies, but you know, so, <laughs> you know, kids eat cookies, man. That's all the reason why I'm saying that. Now they all gay men right. make cookies <laughs> or, pastry, or, or pastry chefs. Because that's definitely a stereotype, <laughs> but go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, we bring some cookies. Real? You going to go with the stereotypes, though? That's what we doing? <laughs> but so, so that could happen, though, right? And it's not like he has to have a permission slip to do that, or they have to tell the parents, hey, my husband's going to come in and he's gay. Or, or, you know, so 
as that becomes more be, legally acceptable is what I'm, I guess I'm saying. You know, they have legal gay marriage all over the place now. And so yeah. that can very well happen is all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's going to be acceptable amongst the regular people and the masses because, I mean, I know all of my friends, <laughs> almost a, a lot of them have some type of beef or qualm with uh, homosexuality. I remember when my uh, oldest was like nine and we were uh, eight, nine, and it was a TV show and two guys started kissing on TV. And my wife and I felt like we had to have a conversation. And at that time, excuse us, people that are gay out there, at that time, our conversation was along the lines of just because you see it on TV doesn't mean you have to do it. Uh, you know, um, men and, you know, men generally love women and women love men and like we kind of we kind of pushed it on him for lack of a better conversation back lack of a better way to put it we kind of pushed it on him that the way it's supposed to be and that was our conversation at that time and right. thinking about it like that we were kind of planting the seed that being gay is wrong you know what i'm saying and that's right. not fair right that's not fair so with my younger children now with my little toddlers that i have we'll definitely do it different and uh and we have some recovery to do because you know uh well not you know but my my oldest son now has a thing you know about people being gay he he's along with a bunch of like say the christians that are out there that say that you know you shouldn't be gay and or just teenage boys that's not even or teenage boys yeah that too but the fact is, is that I got to have the conversation now kind of reversing the damage that my wife and I had did when he right. was so young. Right. Because we kind of started that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's and it's hard to 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 uh, to eat that now to say that, wow, I kind of started that hatred, that little bit of hatred that's there. So now I got to work doubly hard to make sure he, he realizes that his relationship is his business and the way other people live their lives is their business. Right. So. Anyway, wow, uh, wasn't supposed to take that turn. <laughs> it happens though. This is how it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be free talking, and you know, getting to where we was going. So, so we was talking anyway, about guns we, or something. I don't know. We were talking about guns, bro. <laughs> so look, we got to- so look, I'm with I'm with the the kids playing with guns, man, and I encourage um, anything that will. Uh, I mean, it, it, it creates an identity. It's fun. But you're not telling the whole story, though. So you're with kids playing with guns in the comfort of their home. There's a lot of things that people oh, can yeah. do in the comforts of their home. It's not just playing with guns because when you when you when you ask the question, you run a like neighborhood you ask with, your friends with, with your with your Nerf guns or whatever. I'm cool with that. So now, hold on. So when you when you were talking to your friends about what you think about them playing with toy guns. They just went I with it. My mind went to being able to have a cap gun and be out with their friends playing cops and robbers in the streets. They don't and buy the toys at all. Not, nothing gun related. They don't buy. Got it. Okay. I just think that it's it's important that when you say, since we're talking about this and we have people listening, so when you say you're okay with your kids playing with, you know, toy guns, that you give the context of where they can play with these guns because there's a whole nother conversation we can have your kid walking with a bb gun in the street being a young black male 
police will be called police will come after him and your kid could get shot see and that's the thing to me there's levels right like so you have your toy gun that just makes little noises pew, pew, pew. then you got your water gun that actually shoots something out then you have a bb gun and then you have a real gun like as a kid that's how i looked at it um a bb gun was no longer a toy gun that was not that's a bb gun to me is not really included in this gun game conversation although it is a level of it at some point but i was talking i mean in in my mind and i might not have made this clear in my mind i was thinking more on the level of water guns on down okay do they even make cap guns anymore? nothing that looks real yeah, they do. I mean, it's not as far and few in between, but oh, they uh, probably even doper now. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. I'm not saying. I w- okay, so let me make it clear. I wasn't talking about guns that look like actual guns. Okay. Although I had some of those as kids that were, as a kid like like water guns that looked like a real nine millimeter. You're right. It looked like a Glock twenty one. Yeah. And the only thing you could see that made it not a gun was if you looked in the hole itself. They didn't have that orange tip on it. It was just like a little white thing in the hole itself. It was clear. Everything, yeah, yeah was, everything from like the side looked like a real gun, <laughs> you know. But I'm not talking about those kinds. I'm talking about just a, a orange gun that makes laser noises. Gotcha. So, what do you think about Apple changing their emoji from the gun Man, emoji to the green water gun? That was whack because all the all the um, savages out there. I mean, that's not intimidating to make it a water gun. Right. So, like, <laughs> half the memes and half the posts that's out there now, if you switch that out, it makes the post so weak. Yeah. 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 Right. But you know what? Now that we're talking about that, I think it is a difference. Back in those times when they did make those water guns that was replicas of Glocks mm-hmm. and other guns. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy that's a crazy fucking thing to do. Why would you want to make a water gun replicate a real gun? Why that's what kids want wanted. That? That's what boys wanted. Boys were super boys at that time. You know, you bust your knee, you spit you put some dirt on it, you keep it moving, kind of boys. And boys wanted to again, we were watching Rambo. We were watching Terminator. And we wanted to shoot shit up like Rambo and Terminator did. Yeah, Even but if you it don't was have just to water. make it a replica, though. Some of those, like you said, your replica. That's what made it dope, so, though. But that's the thing, though. So it gives you, it, it makes you have, or it gives you an opportunity to have this bravado like you have a real gun. And now you walking around and being who you think you would be with the real gun. Versus if you had a colorful gun, something that's nowhere near real, it's only about the game at that point. You they, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that. I think that the replicas take the game away from the game. It's like, oh, now, yeah, I got a real, you know, I'll shoot you, you know, versus, hey, cops and robbers, I got this this big green gun with an orange tip and it's (laughs) shaped weird. It looks nothing like a gun. At that point, it's like Nerf guns. It's only about the game. It's not, you know, you're not going to shoot nobody with a Nerf gun because it doesn't even look like a gun. No, that's not necessarily true. It's imagination. Like that turns into a real gun when you're in the heat of battle. Like you, you, you taking cover, you shooting at people. I mean, yeah, you, 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 I'm, I'm you saying ducking though, and rolling. I'm saying what is building inside of. I'm I just think thinking it did, about though. it. I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. The difference between having something, just think about it like this: the difference between having something that looks real and feels real 
put you in a mindset that it is real and that you would do these things that you see maybe on TV or, or whatever. But if you take something that looks nothing like the real thing and you make it about a game like a Nerf gun, sure, you're taking cover because you don't want to get shot with the foam. That is the game of it. But okay. when you have a replica gun, you get other I you could get other ideas. The the brain is crazy. You, you could, get other ideas. But all I could do is use myself as an example. I didn't walk around feeling like I was hard. You like, know what? Like, but rated R but rated R movies then were not what they are now either though. Bro. Are you crazy? Like, you look you at, ever seen Robocop? Robo rated R movies back then was worse than they are now. Robocop Robocop so. now is a PG-13 movie. The one I yeah, saw, right. they blew his arms off and stuff. They was blowing cats yeah, away. Yeah, because it was a man that was a robot walking around Detroit, bro. The shit looked so fake. Like, there was nothing real about that movie. What? In the beginning, when he got killed, they showed his hand get blown off by a shotgun. They showed it. They showed his leg get blown off. They tortured this man by shooting off his limbs before they actually killed him. This okay. is 1988, 89. So, so, gotcha. so I was only like six or seven, five or six or something like that. Dude, the explosions and the level of dude, you take a Walking Dead episode, you gotta it watch it, bro. everything. You, oh no, what? no, okay, yeah, what you're about to say is true. Go ahead. You take a Walking Dead episode, one episode yep. you pick from Walking Dead, it yep. blows away. Any RoboCop movie you've ever seen? I don't know. How many of it was? I don't, I don't, Three? It, uh, we only acknowledge one. We don't acknowledge the other two. <laughs> but that first one, no, nah, that was on Walking Dead level, actually, I would say. I would say. No. They were, no. That was a man who got ran over by a car and exploded. Like, it, and they showed it. It was gruesome. The first one, you got to watch the first one. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but or you haven't seen it lately. Yeah, I've seen Walk. Well, yeah, I've seen uh, RoboCop, bro. All right, watch a, it again. It's a classic. Watch it again to see what I'm talking Actually, about. Actually, I just saw like like a year ago. Okay, I mean, so you should I mean, know it wasn't I mean. like last month or nothing, but <laughs> but I just well, saw it again a year ago. I was watching with my oldest. If it was on anything, TV. Was like, oh man, this is such a good movie. He was laughing at like, like look, that looks so fake. Yeah. <laughs> if if anything, it those movies may have desensitized me more than anything that's what i'm thinking because because yeah okay because yeah. i was watching people like again watching predator predator shot a damn laser through a man's stomach and you see like the the open cavity like that kind of stuff is supposed to be gross and it probably gross in today's you know by today's standards but i was just watching that stuff I was like huh a predator shot a laser through a man, and that's exactly what I expect a laser to do. Blow a big eight-inch hole in your chest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just kept it moving, man. That's that's right. that's the way the movies were, man. It, maybe it depends on what type of laser it is and what, what the... Uh, uh, what type of yeah? What type of laser? What type of laser light it is? But I know lasers to burn, <laughs> not to blow holes. <laughs> in people. Lasers cauterize, so he might have got burned to a crisp, but it wouldn't have blew nothing through nobody, bro. Hey, you got to see what happened to Jesse the Body Ventura in that movie, man. It blew a hole straight through his chest. Yeah, dog. Nah, ain't no lasers doing no shit like that. But anyway. <laughs> Before we get off the topic, though, one thing I do want to note, though, that I believe it's important for all parents to do, whether you're a believer in guns or not, you do need to educate your kids on guns, man. Because when you let your when you let your kids go over their friend's house or their cousin's house 
or your great nephew or wherever your kids are going and you're allowing your kids to stay with other kids and spend a night at people's houses, everybody's not responsible with guns. And because of that, you need to make sure that your kid is educated about guns so they know not to pick it up and think it's a toy and think that they can shoot it because without any education on guns, there's ignorance on guns, right? And so where you felt like you were able to tell the difference between a real gun and a toy gun, you knew not to point it and such, Maybe that was because of conversations you and your dad had. But if your mom is not telling you anything or your dad wasn't one to be in the guns, he's not telling you anything. When you finally get your hands on the gun that you saw on Call of Duty, you going to want to hold it, pick it up, wave it around and think you in Call of Duty. Okay, so there were two points uh, that I wanted to uh, make real quick. So I remember one time you were talking about I can't remember if it was on the show or if it was a personal conversation, but you had said something about how there should be gun safety classes in schools rather than some of the other dumb shit that they teach that we never will need again. But something like gun safety can um, actually potentially save a person's life. And secondly, you talked about guns on Call of Duty. Well, it's not really that easy to fire a real gun unless it's like a revolver. But like an AR-15 it's not easy to, to, to shoot that gun off. Um, or like just a regular semi-automatic, you have to like chamber around. It's, it's not easy for a kid just to walk up and do that. Because there's an order of operations to do, uh, to shoot most of these guns. Yeah, I got you on there. But again, we're talking about guns being left out irresponsibly. How many adults have their guns? Yeah, man, if a, somebody come in here, I got one in the head already. All I got to do is pull the trigger. There's guns with no safeties on them. You go get you a Ruger, you go get you a P90, there is no safety. Three and a half pound trigger pull. And I mean, it, do, it doesn't take much. So parents out there, if you want to protect your kids, you need to just hit up Google real quick, hit up YouTube real quick. Find out the four safety rules. Uh, in some places, there's five. In the Marine Corps, there was four. <laughs> but find out the four safety rules. Uh, find out the conditions of a weapon so you can teach your kids. So they at least be aware of it. And parents, if you do have guns, there's parents out there who have guns but don't want their kids to be anywhere near them. I think that's the wrong approach because they know you have a gun they know that they can't ever see it so the time that they ever see one out in the open is showtime now now it's like oh i gotta finally get my hands on it but if you allow them to be around you when you clean it they allow you allow them to help you disassemble it so they know about it you educate them about it when they see them it's not showtime anymore it's just a typical day at home all right and that wraps up the show for this week you could be listening to anyone in the world right now but you listening to us and we appreciate it. In case you didn't know, Jaren and I have another Corporate Streets production. It's called The Powercast. And basically, we're trying to show you how to get that power. We're trying to teach you how to grab, attain, maintain power. So whether you're corporate or whether you're street, we know you need that in your life. So this is what we're doing. We're reading the book, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. We're reading it and we're basically divulging all the information from the book. <laughs> from our perspective and it's a pretty dope perspective so you need to check it out it's only 30 minutes we release it every single friday it's 2017 you need to invest in yourself man on that car ride to work bus ride train ride plane ride you can listen to us and make yourself better 
right. And if you're trying to get at us, you can hit us up on email, thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. That is thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. So if you want to talk to us about your views on guns or your childhood on, you know, how you guys handle guns, how your parents did or didn't allow you to be around guns, feel free to hit us up. You need help handling the situation, hit us up. We are the advice connoisseurs. We also have that Twitter handle at Corp Streets. And you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who was running late to the Webby concert because they had to turn back around, go back home, and get their life alert one touch pendant. Peace. <laughs> Wouldn't that come in handy though? Just in case, like, yeah. you get shot, fall, and can't get up? Yeah. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. You definitely don't want to get caught lacking at a Webby concert. Imagine if I would have died at a Webby concert. Dude, that'd have been a sad. It'd have been a sad podcast today, bro. I would have deserved all the slander I would have gotten. So, uh, I still would have had the podcast. So that's terrible. No, I wouldn't, bro. I'd at least wait a week. <laughs> all right, <laughs> at least a week. All right, peace. peace.